Welcome to the Your Bold Life podcast. I'm Val Selby and I'm an empowerment coach to women over 40. I take a stand that it's time for you to take your turn in life. So today's probably going to be one of my easiest conversations ever because I have my my friend Tisha Lee on here today. Thank you for being here, Tisha. Hi, Val, and all you that are listening, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am too, because like we were talking before, and I knew I was just going to lead into this, I need your message right now in a big, big way. Um, No pun intended on the big. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like how you threw that in there. (laughs) So Tisha Lee is from Shining Self. And if you have not followed that website yet, I would really like you to go over there. It will be down in the show notes, of course, for you to jump over there. But Tisha's big message is body positivity. And she takes it in a way that I grab a hold of. It's not just this huge body positivity. Everything about your body is wonderful. Um, She takes it in more of a, you know, a healthy way. We do need to be healthy and take care of ourselves. And um, one thing about Tisha, because Tisha and I are really good friends, by the way. Um, one thing about Tisha is she's, she, her voice is often in my head when I'm out shopping or when I'm feeling down on myself about my, my weight. Her voice will be in my head going, you know, hey, go get the cute pants. Get the cute, cute get the cute shirt. <laughs> get it. You deserve it. <laughs> You've told me that before, Val, and just still, every time I hear you say that, I'm like, aw, and that's why I do what I do, because that's, you know, that's what I'm so passionate about. Yeah, yeah you just, you, you're there in that encouraging way. So before I jump into conversation, because it's very easy to do, Tisha, would you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. Well, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but the main thing that I do at shiningself.com and over on, you know, my social media platforms is that I encourage women of all sizes to take up space confidently and comfortably, but most of all, unapologetically. Because if you're not taking up your space in the world, no one else can, and that's a damn shame. And a little about me, the way this all came about is I'm an alcoholic. I've been sober for over um, six years now. And I know people are like, what what does alcoholism have to do with loving your body? Oh my God, a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, there was a time in my life that I literally hated my body so much. I would not even look in a full length mirror. I was that embarrassed. I was that disgusted disgusted. And I just could not find like one thing about me that was worth looking in a full length mirror. And when I finally admitted I had a problem with alcohol and got into AA and did some outpatient treatment and a shit ton of therapy, (laughs) um, you know, you're peeling back the layers and working on, because alcoholism is, that's, like not the reason I drank. There was so many things that caused me to drink. It wasn't the alcohol that was the problem. It was, you know, the everything on the outside. And as I'm like working on that, you know, one of the very first things I heard in AA was all the women around the table were like, we'll love you until you can love yourself. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm I'm like, that is like literally the stupidest thing for, you know, people to be telling me at an AA meeting because I mean, you're like, I'm here to cure my alcoholism. Yeah. (laughs) And now 
I look back on that because, you know, hindsight is 2020 and I'm like, oh my God, I so get it because I was at the lowest point of my life when I went into AA and I hated myself. And as I began to, you know, peel all the layers back on that and we got down to some of the core reasons that I was using alcohol um, to numb, you know, everything going on in my life, part of it was because I never felt comfortable in my skin. I was never good enough. I was always the girl with the pretty face. Mm -hmm. If only you would lose weight. And, you know, just all this negative messaging about, you know, I even had a doctor one time tell me that I was built like an athlete with those thick thighs and broad shoulders. And, you know, a pastor one time told me that if I only lost weight, think of all the men that would be knocking on your door. And I'm like, a pastor is yeah. freaking, you know, telling me this shit, which is so weird in so many different ways. Right. So inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know I kind of like rambled, but the, you know, the thing that I'm trying to say is that it wasn't until I started loving myself that I could start working on looking at everything about my body that I hated. And I would like to say that it was an overnight transformation. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so like I said, I've been sober over six years. So you would think, okay, you know, she's been working on loving her body for six years. No, it literally did not change until October 2018 when I moved from small town Michigan out here to the Pacific Northwest. And I walked into this body love yoga class and it was all about having accessible yoga for bigger bodies. And we were doing this thing and it just like, I have goosebumps just thinking about it because it just feels like it was yesterday. And we were doing this thing before class started, we're laying on the ground, the lights are dim and um, you know, the yoga teacher's up there and all of a sudden she just says, I feel like somebody needs to hear this tonight. And she says, you have permission to take up space just as you are, fat and all. And I just started bawling. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. You're like, like it was me. It was me. I was the one that had to hear it. <laughs> and it's so funny because like, I think back to that, you know, that moment and I'm like, I, who, first of all, nobody ever needs permission to take up space. Nobody needs permission to love their body, but for whatever freaking reason, that is what, I mean, it was literally like a light bulb moment. Like the light just went on after class that night. I walked out those doors, a completely different woman. I ditched the scale. I ditched the diets and I said, <laughs> I'm okay just the way I am and I'm fat and I'm fucking beautiful. Like, and it just, Oh my God, like that literally. So it was two years ago right. that I started to accept my body and love my body. And then I was like, Oh my God, I am on a mission to help other women realize that they are okay. Just the way they are. Yeah. And you said that you, we all, intellectually know that we have permission to do what we want. Unfortunately, we do have to hear that message. And sometimes from multiple people that we have permission in order to give it to ourselves. I mean, we were just talking about it so much over, over the summit that we were just doing. It's like, we literally know it's okay to be and feel and do all of this, but we just 
don't until somebody releases us. Yeah, and that I was listening, you know, to your summit replays last night, and Kirsten had, you know, been talking about, you know, women have to stop asking for permission, and I was like, oh my God, that is such an important message because we do, we ask for permission for freaking everything, Mm -hmm. and I think back to, I mean, oh my God, had somebody told me back when I was, you know, chubby little Tisha in fifth grade, sixth grade, when all my freaking body image issues started. I mean, I started my very first diet in fifth or sixth grade. And my God, if somebody back then had just, you know, given me a hug and been like, you have permission to be okay with your body just the way it is. Like I think of, holy shit, my life probably would be way different than, you know, it had been. But on the other hand, I'm also like, okay, well, everything I went through has led me, you know, to where I am today doing what I do. So I don't really want, you know, to go back in time and change that. But, um, you know, Val, one of the things that I wanted to say was, oh my God, the fat shamers, the trolls, the haters have come out in full, full, full force, like Mm -hmm. the last three weeks. And I laugh because my favorite platform is TikTok. And everybody over on TikTok, you know, the first time they get their like first hate comment, they make a video and they're like, oh, I've made it big because the (laughs) haters have come after me. Well, I choose to, you know, delete and block and I try to not give any energy to them. But um, there was one comment, it was three weeks ago and I just, I have not been able to shake it. But the person said, if I looked like you, I would kill myself. And I just, I mean, I bawled and I like, I grieved for, and it was a fake account. They didn't have a real picture. They had no content posted, Mm -hmm. but I just grieved for the person hiding behind that computer screen that said that, Mm -hmm. because I think back, I did try to kill myself because of looking like I did. Mm -hmm. I tried every diet out there. My mom had to take me to the emergency room before because of a diet pill, you know, causing me to have um, rapid heartbeat and like all sorts of other stuff. I was a binger and purger and I started um, throwing up blood and thank God that scared me enough that I stopped. Mm -hmm. But it just took me back to like, I wish that person would have showed up as a real person that I could have connected with because the conversation that I would love to have with that person, like, oh, it just, I mean, I cried so much and I'm like, how sad is it that people view, and I'm getting all emotional, (laughs) but how freaking sad is it that people view being in a big body as something that's not worth living because, oh my God, damn it. That's not true. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if that person had taken the time to interact with me and like actually look at my videos, they would know that I'm fucking rocking my life. (laughs) I mean, and they're missing out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't say that to like be bragging, but God damn, you know, I do plus size modeling. I try all these different physical activities that I was afraid to do when I was younger and thinner because I was afraid of taking up space. But I'm like, there's just this, it's really sad that people are that fat phobic and that fearful of being in a big body. Well, and I don't even think it's that. I think that you would find, um, you know, it, legit accounts, of course, you would find that they go to anybody that's probably different at all and post the same thing because they are so unhappy with themselves. 
that the only way they can feel better about themselves is to go out there and hate on others. Exactly. That's a really good point. And like one other thing that I wanted to touch on is a lot of us women that are in bigger bodies and are, you know, owning our space and showing up on social media and online and out in public and stuff. Um, oh man, the hate comments come about we're glorifying obesity and, right. you know, we're telling all these people it's okay to be unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And I really struggle with that because my whole thing is we all know our own bodies. So mm -hmm. Val, for example, I'm using you as an example and I don't, mm -hmm. you know, mean anything by yeah. it. But for example, let's say you know that for you to feel 100% best in your body and to just put, you know, the best veil out there and to just um, live an amazing life, you know that you need to lose weight because, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, sore joints, swollen mm -hmm. feet, something. Mm -hmm. And I embrace that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's Val's body. She knows that to feel her best, she needs to lose weight. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, damn Val, I'm going to cheer you on. Yeah. I might not be doing a diet with you to lose weight, but God damn, I'm going to cheer you on because right. to you, that's what you need to do. And I'm like, I'm not glorifying obesity. I'm fucking telling people that that is okay and acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> and if you feel like you need to lose weight, to be healthy, do it. Yeah. Don't lose weight because that's what diet culture is telling you to do or because yeah. other people are telling you that you need to lose weight. Right, right. It's not, yeah, it's not about the media. It's not about any of that. Because I mean, we all, we all know what has happened because of all of us kids that grew up in the 80s. Oh my God, I mean, yes. we're, we watched, <laughs> we watched our family members all do the yo-yo and we're like, oh, we won't do the yo-yo. And it's like, oh my God, our yo-yo has been worse than their yo-yos were. Yeah. <laughs> Every and time don't... everybody goes on a diet, it's that new diet and then they gain another 60 pounds on top of it. <laughs> oh, poster child right here yeah. of, you know, that. And that's the other thing, like, don't lose weight to think that you're going to find love. You're going to suddenly be happy. You're going to start, you know, traveling and doing all the things you want, because I can tell you from personal fucking experience, losing weight does not change any of that. No. You have to find happiness and embrace yourself and love yourself first before you can find any of that other stuff. Yeah. And that's like the other part of my message if you like hate your body so much and you think that once you lose weight, you're going to love your body. I, I have a huge problem with that because it's not going to work. <laughs> so I saw on social media, I follow a lot of women on social media who are on these weight loss journeys and are losing weight. But I watch like how they talked about their bodies before they started losing weight. And they're all like, I'm so ugly and I'm so gross. Oh. And now they've lost weight and they're like, oh, I, you know, I feel so much prettier and, you know, this and that. And I'm like, oh, oh. like that scares me because yeah. the minute they gain any weight back, are they going to immediately go back to, oh, oh I'm so gross. The self hate. Myself. Yep. 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 Well, that's why, that's one of the reasons why there's bulimia and anorexia Yep. as because that there's no point where they love themselves enough. You know, yeah. there's, there's always going to be something wrong. Yes. And yeah, that's, I know that that's been one of the hard things for me. Um, so, and you know, we both know that I was, I was a personal trainer. I like to say my past life. Um, <laughs> Cause that's what it feels like. <laughs> it was like, 
that was an old season. And so for me, I was, I was equating it, um, like, like you were saying with, with the alcoholism, you know, it wasn't the alcohol, it was the self hate. And I'm looking at myself going, what is the reason that I'm so turning to food? You know, it's kind of like nurses, nurses know that smoking is horrible for them. They legit know. And yet you'll see so many nurses smoking. Yeah. <laughs> like their thing. And I'm like, I've gone through all of the nutrition classes. I know what I'm doing to my body. And yet I'm still eating the foods that I know I shouldn't be eating and overeating. You know, I'm turning to that. It's like, what is with that self-sabotage? And I know that there's there's some part that I need to be working on on myself. Mm-hmm. I know it's this last little part <laughs> that I can't touch on. And I'm like, Argh. So that's why I love your message and why I grab a hold of it so much. And it's also, it's really hard, like, um, being in the body positivity space and the body positivity movement space and fat acceptance space, because, you know, again, my message is if you know your body and feel like you have to lose weight for, you know, health reasons, I embrace that and I accept that and I believe that's okay. But there are huge influencers in this space who say, "Uh uh-uh, if you think that way, you do not belong in this space because you are part of the problem and you are just feeding into the diet culture bullshit. And I'm like, I really struggle with that because I'm not, I'm not telling my community that you have to lose weight to be accepted. So it's, it's tough. <laughs> well, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I really resonate with your message is because you are not, you are not just going to sit there and say, um, keep all of your fat, you know, all of this is so healthy and, and you got to keep it. It's like, you legit had health issues happen. I suffered a mild heart attack last December. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you said, I mean, I, well, you know, I'm always going to be honest, but I'm at that point right now where I do need to work on my health. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to lose weight, but I do have to get more active. And if I don't get more active, I'm going to be going on cholesterol meds and heart meds. Yeah. You know, blood stuff. pressure meds. And it's like, th- these are the choices I get to make. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a legit health issue. It's not, you know, like I said, it's not necessarily the weight it's the lack of my activity and my sitting behind the desk so much and my hiding from whatever I'm hiding from. Yeah. The (laughs) desk is like driving me crazy. (laughs) So I love the fact that you are more unhealthy. You know, it's, it's not the weight it's the, it's the healthy and loving your body. And I almost think it's more body positivity and you don't care what, what weight you are at. I mean, you, you, we all know those women that are super duper skinny and they might have more health issues than we do. Oh my God. Yes. And that like, oh God. And they don't that, love their body either. I know. And that whole, um, I had this heated argument with, and why I got into a heated argument with a fucking troll is beyond my <laughs> wildest imagination because like I said I generally don't spend time interacting with them at all it's yeah. delete block but they tried to tell me that um you know not weighing yourself and not knowing that number on the scale is one of the unhealthiest things you can do because the the number on the scale tells you how healthy you are and I was like <laughs> that is the most fucked up thing I have ever heard let me find like, you five articles from doctors right now, asshole. 
I was like, I don't know how the heck you can honestly believe that you stepping on the scale every single day and like looking at that number one stepping on the scale and weighing yourself every day that just used to fuck with my head like so bad and I was like I really don't I mean I would love to know how they came to believe that whatever number is on the scale is a sign of how healthy or unhealthy they are like seriously that is the most fucked up thing I have heard since I have stepped into this space. <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid because I mean, back, um, I mean, technically at my 5'7", I think I'm supposed to be around 140, but I was at probably my healthiest at 180 when I did three marathons in one or half marathons in one year. And I did two marathons within 14 days or half marathons wow. in 14 days at 180 pounds. It's like, you cannot tell me that, and you know, my numbers were amazing when I would get blood draws. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it didn't have to do with the scale. <laughs> They're so stupid. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think back to, I was always on the chubbier side. I've never been thin. I have the broad shoulders, the thick thighs, the wide hips. So even at my thinnest, when I used to be in a size 12, 14 and coincidentally, I thought I was fat back then. Uh Um, I still tipped the, um, oh my God, what is the word I'm thinking of? The BMI index, you know, that stupid index. That means nothing. (laughs) I know. And the stupid, you know, the healthy weight range for a woman, your size, your height, you know, your age, whatever. And I'm like, it's just, it's so messed up because at that point in my life, when I was, you know, that quote unquote thin, um, I still was considered unhealthy because I was over the BMI index and over the weight limit. And I'm like, that just, ugh. I wish yeah. doctors did not have that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I realize they have to have some kind of standard, but yeah, there's just like, it, it, it does so much with somebody's psyche. Yes. Because you know, I, I can remember when my, when my weight issues really, really started was when I was pregnant. And it was because, I mean, I got pregnant not long after we got married. I was 21. I had no idea. I still was in athlete mode. You know, I still ate too much because I was just in that athlete's mindset, but not doing the four hour workouts. <laughs> and four hours were, I, oh my God. I gained weight I gained so much weight when I was pregnant and I remember crying before going to every checkup because I knew I was going to get on the scale and I was going to get told that I was gaining too much weight. And then I remember leaving and I would drive immediately to the fast food restaurant and I would get the onion rings, giant onion rings, and I would hide the bags. And I mean, that is legit when my eating issues started. And I look back and I'm like, if they had just had conversations with me about what I was supposed to be eating. Right. You know, what, what did that look like instead of the fucking shaming that happened? I mean, the second pregnancy, I wouldn't even turn towards the scale. I wouldn't, didn't even want to know. Yeah. And interestingly, I'm glad that you brought that up because so many people believe that when you go to a doctor's, you have to step on the scale. You absolutely do not have to have yourself weighed. You have every right as a patient to decline stepping on that scale. That's very true, isn't it? 
Yes. And we don't. We just automatically do what they yep. say. <laughs> yep. That's so true. Because I even know there's still some times where I'm just like, I don't want to. Yep. I don't want to know. I know it didn't change. It's going to be obvious to look at me that it didn't change, you know. <laughs> right. But that is very true because I have an amazing PA right now. And I mean, I'm sure she'd be like, yeah, whatever. You don't want to get on the scale today and be like, no, nope, should be all right. <laughs> that's why that's why I drive an hour to see her I love her that's awesome <laughs> anyway so loving your our bodies and taking up space I know that you touched on it just a little bit um but what has been one of your major changes that you made in your 40s I mean obviously <laughs> friends I know like so many of them I could rattle off with you but um what's what's one of your your major changes that you've that you feel like you need to share? Well, the, you know, the biggest thing is, and it goes back to that whole, you know, permission thing. Um, for my entire life, I was a people pleaser. I always did like what everybody else wanted Tisha to do. Cause you know, I was the quote unquote good girl, which I really wasn't. <laughs> um, but in the aspect of people pleasing, you know, I was always trying to do everything to make sure that everybody but me was happy. Yeah. And I, um, my sister was a traveling nurse and she signed a three month contract in Portland, Oregon. And she asked if I wanted to take the road trip with her from Michigan to here when she moved. And I was like, hell yeah. I mean, road trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, cause I had always been saying for like the last three to four years prior to that, I'm moving to Florida. As soon as Caleb graduates, I'm moving to Florida, but every, like every door always closed, nothing ever worked. And, you know, looking back, there was a reason. Yeah. So I do this road trip with my sister and, um, I was single back in Michigan. So I was on a dating app and not even thinking that the dating app was location-based. I get out here to the Pacific Northwest and I'm getting all these messages from men in the area. And there was one gentleman that, um, you know, he messaged me and, and this is so crazy that in this day and age, this is what dating is like. But I was immediately drawn to him because he did not send me a dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Who seriously, that works. <laughs> anybody in the dating world can probably a hundred percent relate with what the heck I'm talking about. And they so know. So that immediately, I was like, oh, well, you know, he gets a point right there. Right. And the second thing that I was um, drawn to was the fact that he typed in complete sentences and actually like had taken the time to like look at my profile and, you know, say something from there. So I was like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm interested in the fact that he took the time to do that, didn't send the inappropriate picture. Yeah. And this, I can't believe I'm going to say this because I haven't said it to very many people and especially not like publicly because it <laughs> sounds horrible, but by no means am I being racist when I say this. I told my sister, oh, he's Mexican. No. And the reason that came out was because I had previously been in a relationship with a Mexican who treated me like shit. Yeah. And that's a whole different conversation for a different day. He treated me like shit because yeah. I allowed him to treat me like shit. Right. So I was like, oh, that's a hell no. And right. Trigger. My sister Trigger. was like, yeah. <laughs> my sister was like, 
that's really stupid. She's like, you're going to say no to somebody else that's the same race as, you know, the person that treated you like shit. She's like, that's, you know, she's like, that's just ridiculous, but that's my, you know, my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) So then I was like, okay, well, what the hell? I live in Michigan. He's out here. So I'm just going to, you know, respond back to him and, um, you know, tell him, thank you for the no inappropriate pictures. And thank you for taking the time to read my profile. I did all that. Um, I told him I lived in Michigan and then he was like, oh, well, dang. Cause you know, I was really interested in, um, you know, getting to know you. And then he was like, well, would you be interested? Cause I still had like three days before I was going back to Michigan. And he was like, would you be interested in, you know, just chatting for a couple days? And I was like, yeah. So we were chatting and then um, before I was getting ready to go back to Michigan, I met him and we ended up um, just carrying on like a, like a friendship sort of like relationship as I'm in Michigan and he's out here, you know, we're texting more and more. We start talking on the phone and then I'm like, oh shit, I'm totally falling for him. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden it starts the conversation of, are you, are you open to the possibility of moving out here? And I, I always knew I was moving out of Michigan. So I was like, hell yeah. And then it was having that conversation after deciding that I was moving out here. We dated for a year doing long distance, me traveling back and forth a lot, him going there a couple times. Then it came time to have that conversation with my mom (laughs) and some of the other family members. And it was, that was like the moment in my life where I was like, what do I want? Don't worry about what everybody else wants. Don't people please. Is so huge for you. Yes. So huge. (laughs) Such a moment. I packed my little VW Beetle up and anybody that knows how small those cars are, let's just say I had to downsize a lot. (laughs) And my best friend and I embarked on a three and a half day road trip um, from Michigan to Vancouver, Washington. And I have not looked back. So amazing. Cause it was, I, it is, it's definitely a turning point because you put yourself first. Yes. And that was so And look at how my life has changed from just making that decision that like, oh my God, I'm getting older. It's time to follow my heart and my dreams. Well, because imagine you wouldn't have met the yoga instructor that gave you permission yep. and you felt it. Yeah. It's, yep. it's so awesome. So awesome that you were just a, a yes to the new experience. I can't imagine moving that far away from everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I still have my moments, you know, where I get really homesick. I have a 22 year old son. Um, he just bought his first house. So I went through a couple days of like bawling. I'm like, I'm not yeah. there for like one of, you know, the biggest moments in his life and yeah. but whatever. Oh yeah. I bet. Oh yeah. And especially right now, that's the hard part. You can't just pick up and, and do things as easily as you'd want to. All right. Yeah. So of course I know tons of your gamuts, but, um, uh, if if anybody, if this is your first time listening, I'm going to have her tell us what at least one of her damnets is. And damnets are those things about yourself that make you, you. So they're the parts of your personality that if you are trying to squash them, you end up, you know, depressed, miserable, lost. Um, 
So what is one of your damnets that you definitely are embracing and um, for you using for good? Well, first of all, I love that you ask all your podcast guests this question, because that's one of the favorite parts of the episodes that I like to listen to. Oh, yay! Um, <laughs> and, oh, God, where do I start? I How know. to pick just one? <laughs> um, well, I'll pick one that kind of is a couple combined into one. You're too loud, you talk too much, and you're overly animated. I talk with my hands. Like, if you could see me on video right now, when I am passionate about something, my hands are flying. Yeah. But yeah, like the whole, you talk too much, you're too loud, you're overly animated. Oh my God. Like for the longest time as a young girl and even a young woman, I didn't want to like talk and I didn't want to laugh and I didn't want to do things because I was always, you know, that person that if I was laughing, somebody was like, shh you're being too loud. Yeah. Or, you know, if I was talking, they're like, lower your voice, you're talking too loud. So everything I was doing, it's always you're too loud. And now I'm like, oh, hell, look at what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm using, you know, my voice and my loudness. I'm podcasting and, yeah. you know, creating content and videos for social media. And I'm like, Oh, I'm totally embracing that, damn it, because it's coming in handy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why Tisha and I are so drawn together <laughs> to each other is, is we really reached into our dammits are very similar. Our podcast, we started our podcast even <laughs> just, she yep. started hers a few months before me. And it's just like, this is the natural progression <laughs> for all of those people that told us we talk too much. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> that makes and the it's perfect so, podcast. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny, Val, because I know like one of your other damnits is, you know, about laughing too loud. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I was drawn to you. Like the no. first time I met you was I like heard you laughing and I'm like, oh God, I have to like know her because <laughs> I'm drawn to that. I'm drawn to those other loud, like full energy, you know, people. Isn't that funny? Cause when you're not in that confident space in yourself, you know, I'm, I've heard that other times I've heard, you know, people tell me, Oh, I knew where you were in the room. I took it as a negative. Right. And it probably wasn't, it was probably like you had said that you were drawn to it, but I wasn't in my confidence space. So I took yep. it as a negative, you know, it's yep. so, so funny. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely need to. And I have been working on the loving my body. And there are so many times where I'm just like, I'm just rocking it. I'm dancing in front of the mirror, you know, and then, <laughs> and then my self-confidence will hit. So, <laughs> well, even, you know, Val, where I'm at in my journey, as much as I've embraced my big, beautiful body and, you know, put myself out there and own my space unapologetically, there are still freaking days when I can sit on the floor of my closet and I can cry with a pile of jeans around me because something felt too tight or I didn't like the way, you know, it was fitting. And so I need <laughs> to hear this message from my speakers because I still, you know, I, I think there's a misconception that people believe once you accept yourself and love your body for the way it is, that it's just peachy keen every day. Oh, honey, yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably one of the things. It's, it's just like, it's just like I thought when I started doing all my self-growth. Okay, guess what? I'm, I'm here. I did it. 
And then it popped up again, you know, and I'm like, wait oh, a minute, yeah. I did the work. What the fuck? <laughs> and yeah, it's, like, it's like, no, no, doing the work means you recognize it now. Yes, <laughs> like that. Oh, you hit the, I wanted yep, it to be you gone. Hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a constant journey. It's not, it's not, I don't think of it as a destination. Like you don't go from point A to the final destination. It's a journey and it's messy. Yeah. And that, that unfortunately was what I originally thought self-growth was, was an A to yeah. B. And an A to B and we're done. Score. I mean, I, I think that's the athlete coming out of me. That is the finish line. I hit it. Well, I'm, good job. I'm laughing and I just snorted because, oh my God, that was me with like all the, you know, the self-growth and the inner work. Because when back in AA, I would do the steps and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I'm done with that step. Or then I get through all of the steps and I told, you know, my sponsor, oh, well, I'm done now. And she's like, oh, honey, you just keep reworking the steps. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yuck. What the hell? <laughs> yep. Because stuff does constantly come up in our lives. I mean, let's face it life is life. Life happens on life's terms. Right. Yeah. So if anybody's picking up anything up from that, just know that self-growth means that you're going to recognize it faster. You're going to recognize that it's bubbling up, that it's happening. And the self-growth amazing part is you'll usually start working through the process quicker than you used to. I know that was one of the things that <laughs> that I realized finally was just like, oh, wait, okay, it's hitting me. Okay, we're gonna let it hit. Okay, we worked through it, told ourselves that was stupid. <laughs> don't worry about it. And we actually felt it that, yeah, we don't need to worry about that anymore. <laughs> yep. Versus days, weeks, and months of mulling in it or years. Exactly. Loving our bodies. Like, I think we talked a little bit. I hope somebody heard that loving our bodies doesn't have anything to do with your size. Amen. Nothing to do with size in 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 absolute general has nothing to do with it, with size and you have permission no matter what size you are to take up space so yes it's such a perfect title thank you for being here tisha i love you thank you for having me Val, and i love you right back <laughs> and we are what three hours apart why the hell are we not getting together i know i thought that the other day i'm like ah, we need to do a halfway point I, we do. I need a road trip. Yes, <laughs> we need too. to get together. We could, yes. we need to do a joint podcast. Oh my God. That would be so much that fun. Would, yes. That was fun. <laughs> so stay tuned everyone. You will be hearing more from us. I'm, I'm absolutely positive. You'll be hearing more for us. Yes. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here, Tisha and sharing your, your body positivity movement, which I absolutely love. Thank you, Val. It's been a pleasure and an honor. So thank you for joining us today. I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self. <laughs>